Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation? But not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app slash breadbox. Welcome to Tools to Ready the Journey, a conversation to help prepare and support young men for fatherhood. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Tools to Ready the Journey, a father's guide to a faith-filled family. You know, if you've stuck with us this long, uh, we're, we're thankful and proud that you've been able to uh, be with us uh, for, you know, 13 episodes uh, and chapters of this book. And believe it or not, we've reached the epilogue and uh, our epilogue discussion. So uh, thank you so much for uh, journeying with us and uh, talking with us today about uh, how we're going to wrap things up for you, uh, hopefully with a neat little bow. You know, it's, it's kind of like one of those... Uh, things you see on TV shows and, and media where you you have the little bow and happy ending and all that stuff, but that's not what we're doing here. Uh, it, it, even though, you know, the title on the podcast might say epilogue and you're expecting a nice clean uh, end to, uh, the you know, the podcast or the book, uh, believe it or not, we have one more episode, but beyond having one more episode, we're not about tying things in a neat little bow here in the Catholic Church. We're about handing on the gifts and the tools of the faith so that you can begin your journey, really. You know, this is where the journey begins for you. It doesn't end here. Um, kind of like I would tell all the kids in my sacramental uh, confirmation classes, preparing them for the sacrament of confirmation, their journey does not, you know, end with getting the oil slathered all over your forehead. It begins now, and it's the same thing with you here in this podcast. So, Ray, welcome uh, to the epilogue discussion, my friend. Thank you for uh, being here and uh, challenging men to go deeper and uh, push into their journey with the Lord even more. Fellowship at this point is friendship for us, Bill. <laughs> it is, so true. <laughs> okay, so the epilogue. Uh, today we're going to be speaking about tradition handed on through authority that's going to be the message we're going to want to take away from today's discussion um, so let's begin the first sentence in the epilogue says it all whether biological or spiritual in nature for a man there is no better achievement in life than to be a successful father there is no better reward in life than to see your faith-filled family living a peaceful life nourished by god's grace powerful truth made into awareness to be sought out for the morally intentional journeyman. The very next paragraph starts with tools for the journey are many, and a father's tool chest is his heart. When a father's heart embraces God, 
the tool chest grows and overflows through grace, offering virtues that extend into the hearts of the family that the Father leads to God. It goes on to share that much wisdom can be gained by the intentional Father who composed himself through humility and selflessness and who used his trials and failures as opportunities to grow. How about that? Opportunities to grow through failure. Um, this is not an awareness that many young men truly own as a well-used tool to grow from. For many of us in our youth, pride places the tool of failure completely out of reach. I know I didn't find value in growing from failure till much later on in my life when I was able to successfully separate myself from the motion of it all through self-examination. Now, wisdom has taught me how to gain perspective in the mindset of the three F's of failure. Fail frequently, fail fast, and fail forward. I'm going to say that again. Fail frequently, <laughs> fail fast, and fail forward. Powerful, no, Bill? Absolutely. Uh, failure is uh, a great teacher. It really is. Um, and you know, as we've highlighted in so many different portions of this journey, Ray, uh, between you and me, um, our, we, we've talked about our failures in, in many respects on, on this program. We've talked about our um, ways that we've grown, right? I mean, you can go back and, and, and listen to, uh, you know, the story that comes to mind that, that I shared already on the podcast is is the uh, one where I tied my shoes and I and I failed over and over and over again until I had somebody show me how to do it properly, and so um, you know you can go of course go back and listen to, the, to that episode again, um, but but uh, you know that absolutely you're ho totally right you know we have to fail often we have to fail forward uh, you know failure sometimes moves us to greater progress uh, of our goals. Uh, because we've we've uh, you know through process of elimination we've said well we you know what that doesn't work 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 here's something that finally works and uh, you know so that's that's beautiful uh, when you're able to uh, fail forward fail fast and fail frequently uh, you know if we're not if we're not failing uh, at uh, if we're not failing it means we're not trying, and if we're not trying, it means we're moving backward uh, in our faith. Uh, and, and so, God, you know, God does not require us to be perfect. God uh, just requires us to be faithful, uh, and there is maybe a fourth F for you. Yes. We learn by mistake very much so in our lives, and um, for someone who could gain wisdom from uh, someone else's experience and uh, see parts of the canvas like we're trying to share here, it's a beautiful thing if you're smart enough to uh, to 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 grow from others. Uh, a lot of us have to navigate on our own and find the failure as the growth. But um, wisdom and perspective gained through learning how to successfully use the tool of self-examination leads us effortlessly to adapting to a faithful mindset that allows for our free will to push past our prideful stumbling blocks which makes way for growth from failure, loss, and trial. Good results seen in our efforts of reflecting well now begins to settle into the will of the intentional journeyman. 
the moral compass becomes ever steadfast in guiding good and moral decision-making. Now, contrasting character of fair-minded, honorable decision-making ripples into all we reflect well upon and begins to work inherently within the hearts of the family we nurture as we ultimately change the world around us. Reflecting well, not mirroring, is the lesson here. Without the tool of the heart, humility, growth in self-examination is bigger than ourselves and therefore unobtainable. Here is our bookend moment, Bill. Knowledge shared in fellowship through our journeying together with our listeners brings us all into the competency that before we can intentionally lead, we must first humbly follow. Unconscious competence at this point. No, Bill? Absolutely. It is certainly unconscious competence. Absolutely. 100%. That's the way uh, we're moving through and have grown, right? It's a growth process to be able to say you're unconsciously competent at something, right? Absolutely. So uh, this safe passage that we've mentioned so many times throughout this journey all comes from the effort found within valuing and handing on our faithful gifts of the new covenant teachings of the sacraments of our universal church, the Catholic Church. Our family's foundation of faith, which is handed on to us all through sacred tradition of Jesus's word and will for his children at his hands, meant to cascade throughout the generations to come at his command to be all enduring and everlasting. No worldly narrative can change his objective truth. The only way we can successfully change the narrative is to have a part in rewriting the narrative. We do that through handing on our Redeemer's will for his chosen people in and through the body of Christ, which is his church. By finding value in his will for us, all and not catering our faith to our will, by our placing our faith in God and not in man, and by not being confused in any particular moment in time, we take steps forward. Let's look for guidance in understanding the definition of tradition, meaning handing on. Tradition by definition means the handing down of statements, beliefs, legends, customs, information from generation to generation, especially by word of mouth or by practice. My takeaway here is twofold, word and practice. And I'm going to say word with a capital W. With this knowledge known and owned, how could anyone view the Catholic Church as an old dead tradition when tradition is the means of handing on the word of God? Let's step closer. Sacred tradition, holy tradition, is the apostolic succession of traditions, the foundation of the doctrine and spiritual authority of the of Christianity and of the Bible. The teachings of Jesus and the apostles were preserved in the scriptures as well as by word of mouth and were handed on in living tradition. The perpetual handing on of the tradition is called the living tradition. It is the faithful and constant transmission of the teachings of the apostles 
from one generation to the next. That includes everything which contributes towards the sanctity of life and increase in faith of the people of God. And so the church, in her teachings, life and worship perpetuates the creeds, the sacraments, the magistrium, and the holy sacrifice of the Mass, culminating with the bread of life, the Eucharist, keeping us all in union, through communion, in the universal church throughout the generations. Let's go one step closer. I feel we're ready for this awareness in what the deposit of faith refers to in the entirety of divine revelation, new covenant teaching shared with us two sources of revelation constituting a single deposit of faith, meaning that the entirety of divine revelation and the deposit of faith is transmitted to successive generations in scripture and sacred tradition. I'm going to say that again. Deposit of faith, two sources, scripture and sacred tradition. Through the teaching authority of an interpretation of the church magistrium, which consists of the church bishops in union with the Pope. What we are scratching at here is the greatness and essence of our Catholic Church, worthy of igniting the heart of the morally intentional journeyman to want to seek out and have further reach in all that the New Covenant teaching shares in. That's beautiful, isn't it, Bill? It really is, and I want to spend a moment, and I want to talk with the listeners a little bit about, and just follow up with um, with you and with them about the magisterium of the church, because uh, the catechism of the Catholic Church highlights beautifully about this, uh, how this magisterium, how this authority of the church operates, and it's so beautiful in our catechism. I just want to uh, share it with with listeners, right? Um, and uh, and here's where it here's where it um, begins. It begins with paragraph eighty five in the uh, in the catechism, and I want to read this to you. It's paragraphs eighty five and eighty six, and just think about this and take it to heart. The task of giving an author an authentic interpretation of the Word of God, whether it is in written form or in the form of tradition with a capital T, has been entrusted to the living teaching office of the Church alone. Its authority in this matter is exercised in the name of Jesus Christ. This means that the task of interpretation has been entrusted to the bishops in communion with the successor of Peter, the Bishop of Rome. Yet, this magisterium is not superior to the Word of God, but its servant. It teaches only what has been handed on to it. At the divine command, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it listens to this devoutly, guards it with dedication, and expounds it faithfully. It proposes for belief as being divinely revealed. It's drawn from this single deposit of faith. 
Amen. Just amen. And, and, you know, you talk a lot about handing on, right, Ray? You talk a lot about handing on. Well, believe it or not, those are the exact words that is used by the church itself in the catechism. It only receives what is handed on to it. So it, by its very nature, the authority of the church is passed on through the public revelation of Scripture, right? Through the public revelation of, of Scripture and also through this living tradition which is illuminated by the public revelation of Scripture. And, and the magisterium of the church, the bishops and the pope, and all of that communion that comes together to discuss and expound upon the faith to, uh, rev to help understand that revelation, that divine revelation that was given as a single deposit of faith, is, is so beautiful because what ends up happening is it creates this perpetual authority that guides us. It creates this perpetual authority that guides us, and it has been continuing to guide us since day one, when Jesus said, Peter, here are the keys to the kingdom, buddy. Uh, you, are, you are the guy I'm entrusting this to. So, so, you know, how does that practically appear in our lives, right? How, what's, the, what's the next thing that makes it appear in our lives? Well, it's, it's this, that, that by us being obedient to, this, to our church, like we are children to the Father, which is really what it is. We call the Pope our Holy Father, uh, right? I mean, that's, that's his, you know, informal title, the Holy Father. Um, you know, Supreme Pontiff is, is, is his formal title, but his, the, the informal title we call him is, you know, our Holy Father, you know, Pope Francis uh, or Pope Benedict or whatever. And it's been going back all the way, you know, 200 some popes going all the way back to uh, Peter. And so what that means for us is that when we are obedient to our Holy Father, when we are obedient to the magisterium of the Catholic Church, our, our life, our family grows greatly from that we we pass on the tradition through us by being obedient to that authority um, and so it's just a very 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 important uh, thing to keep in mind as uh, one goes forward in their life is to always look at the deposit of faith the single deposit of faith that has been gifted to us, been handed on to us, and by being obedient to that authority, which helps manage that, and which helps uh, expound that and help us understand it better, by by being obedient to that, our families are going to thrive. Your, your children are going to thrive. You are going to thrive in your faith life and grow in your faith life uh, by understanding it more. Uh, and, and that's really what Ray's book helps everybody do is uh, understand how best 
to approach their faith and really be the best person they can be and be obedient to this beautiful authority that has been given to us by Jesus himself. So my takeaway from the things that you just introduced is first off, um, what you read, what I took out of that is authority in the name of Jesus Christ. That was written right into what you read. Um, uh, tradition. So um, what you spoke about, about the Pope, that is apostolic secession at its best. That's the St. Peter all the way through. Hands laid upon hands. Uh, the tradition, the Eucharist. The communion that keeps us in union is sacred tradition. And the only way that you could share in the Eucharist and sacred tradition is at the hands of the ordained priest in sacred tradition. So all of these things come together so beautifully when you take the worldly interpretation out and you seek out objective truth. So um, that uh, thank you for bringing that into our discussion very very important probably the most important thing what you and i are going to discuss is what you just brought into view but uh, the measure in which we measure is in relation to the measure our heavenly father reveals to us in the same manner we need to measure out in proper doses to our children our children are god's gift meant to inspire us Take time to prepare them well for their sacraments, uh, for their sacramental lives in tradition that promotes grace. The objective throughout this journey was to give simple answers in the easy to understand framework to help the young journeyman to step forward in a faithful, steadfast heart. I hope that I have inspired the older listener and reader to once again lead in a way worthy of following. We are not meant to do this alone. Fellowship is needed for a healthy growth throughout the masculine journey. Wisdom found in my trials and failures as a father and husband, as well as my struggles throughout the masculine journey, have humbled me to where I can successfully share and hand on my weathered tools. The epilogue image is the toolbox with all of the tools inside. We've gathered them here together. They are in reach. Keep them close and worthy of handing on yourselves. And let's remember what we have learned from my Uncle Rocco's words of wisdom, worthy of sharing again in the need for us to bless our tools and not to curse them. All the tools gathered together. Isn't that a beautiful thing, Bill, that we get to share in? It's so beautiful. Um, the, the way that we gather them, keep them in reach, and keep them close to us. It, it, it's, it, you, you paint an amazing image, Ray. The image that you paint uh, in people's minds is truly something that is so, such a beautiful gift. Uh, that, that you've been given a grace by God, that you've been given to be able to paint these images in people's minds. Um, I, I really feel that when I go through and I read this book, uh, that, that the, I am sitting 
just much like you say, next to somebody who is, you know, slowly working on a project, slowly working on a carpentry project. Uh, and I just feel so blessed to be able to have that wisdom sitting next to me as I am watching this person build this and learning it and learning it and learning it and asking questions. Uh, that's, that's the way I feel. And, and, and it's so beautiful. I, I hope many of our listeners have that same feeling that they're able to sit uh, around the table uh, around this person uh, as they're handing on and building something. Um, it's, it's truly an amazing gift. And one like, you know, can you imagine Jesus? Just, to, just take that picture in your mind. Just imagine Jesus learning the carpentry trade from, from St. Joseph, you know, and, and him sitting there and going, you know, dad or, you know, stepdad, you know, what, how, how, how are you doing that? Why, why are you doing that? You know, um, I, I always, I always uh, want to thank Max Licato for, for putting in my mind something that um, he was, uh, was, it was a beautiful thing. Jesus was a carpenter. You know, he was skilled in the trade of carpentry. He knew what it was like to drive nails. Um, he was, and, and so, you know, when, when he was being crucified, just think about, you know, how, how many nails he had driven into other boards and uh, over the course of his life and, and, and probably watched his, you know, St. Joseph did it, uh, and learned how to do it himself. And, um, how, how beautiful in that moment, you know, I mean, the little bit of irony, but how beautiful in that moment that Jesus, uh, chose the nails he chose the nails for for you and me to be our redemption and and part of that is the story of it being handed on it being successfully shared um you know and i just think that that's a beautiful um a beautiful way so my sons they hear this uh, saying that i'm going to share right now many times throughout their lives it goes like this only the carpenter sees the sins. And I'll explain further. When you're working with raw wood that's going to be stained and not painted, you have to be very careful and precise in particular because you're not going to be... There's another state uh, saying uh, that'll bring a little quicker um, uh, view. Um, do your best and cork the rest. And what that means is that you don't have to be as exact because you could put cork over the sins and you could paint it and hide it. But when you are working with wood that's going to be raw and just is going to be stained, then you have to be more exact because there's no way of hiding the sins. And that statement of only the carpenter sees the sins is more a... Um, uh, 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 brings into view that no matter what we do, it's all transparent. Our hearts are transparent. So while we're at work, we should always do our best and not think of caulking or painting over things. Always try to strive to do our very best because our Heavenly Father is watching. And 
the awareness of only the carpenter sees the sins should be an awareness that we keep close to ourselves as we journey through morally and intentionally as journeymen here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I've never heard that statement before. Uh, but, uh, but I'll tell you too, Ray, that that's uh, straight out of the catechism too, that, you know, uh, Jesus's blood covers the sins of everybody on the cross if we accept it. And how beautiful. I mean, just what a beautiful thing to think about, Ray. You know, um, that that absolutely we got to do our best. We have to strive for perfection because Jesus says it too, right? Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So he's, he's, he's not saying that we need to, uh, you know, do, you know, a half-assed job and he's going to, you know, cover the rest. No, we should be striving to do our absolute best. But at the end of the day, when we fail, he's got us. And um, that is that is an ironclad blood. It's written in blood and covered. Uh, we're covered by his blood. So uh, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, as you're saying. Uh, but then also uh, trust and know that when you fail, that uh, only the carpenter sees the sins. Amen to that. And also, whether it's your first moment owning your faith or you've been owning a faith, no matter where we stand, it's our hearts that are judged. Don't feel as though you're not worthy because your heart is transparent. And if you are putting effort in, your Heavenly Father sees it. You step closer with every intentionally, morally good decision that you make. So uh, in closing, I would like to place intent in creating fellowship in assembling spiritual and paternal fathers together. And by reminding men of virtue what fighting the good fight looks like in fellowship found in brotherly love. Our only way back to placing value into the sanctity of the family is through the role of the father, both spiritual and physical. The time is now through the intercession of St. Joseph for our paternal fathers to start carrying their weight and shouldering up besides our spiritual fathers as we intentionally take steps closer to the path together. These suggestions are being shared in the awareness that men do not fight for themselves or each other, but they will move heaven and earth for their families and their loved ones. We need to change the way we approach each other and recognize that great opportunity can be found in assembling spiritual and paternal fathers together and by reminding men of virtue what fighting the good fight looks like. To be a man means to be sacrificing of yourself for your faith and your family. The tools to ready the journey are now owned. I challenge all my morally intentional brothers in Christ to take these tools out into the world and reflect well while handing them on and the knowledge that before we can intentionally lead, we must first humbly follow. The final call to action, what is truth, is up next. What is truth will challenge us all to place a standard within ourselves of how we will move forward from this experience and apply objective truth into all that we will do as we intentionally and morally navigate our physical lives. 
truly a beautiful way to end this book and these chapter discussions. And I am looking very much forward to it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Me too, Ray. I can't believe we're saying <laughs> the next episode is going to be the end of this uh, of this you know chapter study. It's just unbelievable that uh, we're, we've reached that. Uh, you know, for 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 people listening to this, and you know, I I'm so grateful that you've tuned in and and made it this far. As I said at the beginning of this, but for Ray and I, uh, it is countless hours of of work that um that you know you um don't don't hear uh there's there's conversations uh had throughout the weeks that we've been doing this and it's probably been about a good you know three uh four solid months of us doing this and you're probably listening to it in um you know a couple of weeks or you know uh over over you know a couple of months uh so it's it's just uh unbelievable how much the holy spirit has moved uh us and our friendships and and deepened that and and also um you know how much how much we have grown as as people too uh through this through this process and things that you're just not going to see or or ever hear uh on 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 this podcast uh, but uh, that doesn't mean that you can't be a part of our journey and and get to know us and 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 work with us uh, because that's exactly what our intent is. Um, our intent is that uh, those of you who reach out to us, uh, who listen to this podcast and reach out to us, uh, we are going to be walking with you on that journey. So uh, the website trjfathersguide.com is where you can go and connect with us. I mean, there's everything there. The fi- the, the Facebook the Twitter, the Instagram, Ray is very active on all of them, uh, and the website uh, has got even more resources, uh, availability to purchase the book for a loved one or a friend or uh, your son. Uh, it, it's just a great way uh, to to um, connect with men uh, and and be a part of our journey, because this this journey that, that Ray and I have been on and discussing this and talking about this is also your journey. And uh, it's something that we're very excited to to bring to you. And also, we care about you and want to walk with you. So uh, reach out to us there. But, you know, the we can't possibly um, contact every man in the world so to, to, to tell them about this. So the podcast is the way we do that. We make it available and those listen, but you've got to take that step. It's an intentional step to reach out. It's an intentional step to say, I am going to reach out to these guys. I'm going to go on the website. I'm going to send them a message on Facebook. I'm going to send them an email. Um, I'm going to get an extra copy of the book. And when you do that, this journey, uh, we, we promise, absolutely promise we'll walk with you. Um, and, and we know the Lord is asking us to do that. So, uh, you you got to take that first step though, and there might be somebody listening to my words right now that their heart's convicted to do it. Well, just stop what you're doing and do it now. Uh, so Ray, thank you so much. I can't wait for what is truth. It's going to be uh, phenomenal uh, to to wrap up this discussion and certainly powerful. Just one last thought: our content, our discussions are important, but the manner in which we approach each other as brothers in Christ is more important. And our children are watching. So in all that we do, let's reflect well. Amen. Amen. Well, until next time, I'm Bill Snyder for Ray Haywood. 
be intentional. You've been listening to Tools to Ready the Journey, presented by Breadbox Media. For more information about this ministry to young men, visit trjfathersguide.com or search for TRJ Father's Guide on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tools to Ready the Journey is a production of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about how Patchwork Heart Ministry can support your ministry, visit patchworkheart.org. I feel silly trying to make up prayers myself. My mind starts to wander as I'm speaking to God. I just don't have time to pray. Do you recognize yourself in any of these statements? If so, we have a book for you. In Pray Fully, best-selling authors Michelle Fanley and Emily Jaminet share the rewards and frustrations of their own prayer journeys to create a practical guide that combines testimonies, tips, and journaling space to help you spend quality time with God. Whether you want to learn how to pray aloud in a group or stop your mind from wandering during prayer, Fanley and Jaminet have practical advice and the real-life experience to help you overcome obstacles to everyday prayer. Head over to AveMariaPress.com and use code learn to pray that's learn the number two pray to get 20% off your copy today looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door we have the answer our friends at grim bean coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans the coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Redbox Media. Experience coffee like never before.